Welcome to episode 71 of the Rex Chapman Show with my supernova homeboy from the Lex Town, Josh Hopkins. Hello, Josh. Hello, Rex. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Are you bud. having a good new year? Oh, happy new year, buddy. Happy new year. Happy. I am. Brand new. new. <laughs> I am. I'm having a good one. It's going to be a big year. I can already feel it. You? Yeah. I can feel it in the air. I can uh-huh. feel it in the air. Do you have, uh, did you set any um, resolutions? Have you set any resolutions? Uh, I have, but per my tradition, I don't share those. It's just, it's really personal. And I can't believe you had asked that on air. I'm, I'm sorry. All right. I can volunteer Jeez. if you'd like. Well, yeah, if you want to put yourself out there like that. Well, I could inspire some people and help people. And that's what I'm about. I And I came in, I'm I'm motivated this year. Uh-huh. I am motivated. But this year, I am motivated. And I came out, I'm not only going to read more, I'm going to read every day. I'm going to be part of a book every day this year. Now, I broke it. I've already, I broke it. I, I, I didn't uh-huh. But that was my, I was going to do that, but I, I, I couldn't read the one day. And so I never got, I broke it, but I was seeing and next year <laughs> I'm going to be oof, crazy reading. Yeah. But see how that works. You tell someone you did it and already you broke it. That's why I don't tell anymore. Mm. See, see how that works. <laughs> uh, did I didn't read anything this week. Uh, for book club just because it's the new year and got a lot going on inside my head. Just couldn't focus. Couldn't focus. What about you? You did you read it? I I broke my um, resolution. That was kind of a bummer. So I'm going to make a a new resolution, something about TV, like more, more Netflix or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's been book club. Um, Well, Josh, we have a, we have a good episode guest. 71. We got anybody for 71? Oh, yeah. 71. Oh, he's, he's uh, Tony, Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. All right. Uh, 71. You, you have any? Well, here's one I definitely didn't work, uh, look up, or none of the producers told me. I, right. I just remembered that the old Kentucky offensive lineman that, that, that played for the Lions for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan Sternberg. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Now that rings a bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Former yeah. Wildcat. Former I just Wildcat. Remembered it just right before. It just came that. right. Came yeah. right to you. Um, well, speaking of Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky, we have a fellow Kentuckian today, Josh. So uh, why don't we get to it? You want to? We have assistant to the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the 1998 national champ. First team all SEC with the Kentucky Wildcats, former eight-year NBA veteran. We have our homeboy, Scott Anthony Paget. Welcome, Scott. <laughs> Good to be here, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? How's Starkville? Uh, it's going good. You know, like we started off really good. We had a rough night the other night, uh, got our first loss. So, but uh, it's been going good. You know, like Coach Jans, uh, you know, in this in, in this business of being a coach, you always want to learn more and more and more. And and I feel like I've always gravitated towards the offensive side of the ball. And uh, uh, 
a big one of the big reasons why I, I came to Mississippi State was Coach Jan's reputation uh, defensively, and uh, he, he's earned it. Like I walked in and watched his defensive system for two days, and I was like, "Why have I not seen this before? And why wasn't I doing it?" You know, like uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those systems. You know, you know how college basketball is. You know, there, there's good players, but there's a lot of average to poor players too. You know, yep. and and his defensive system thrives on the guys who who aren't big time. You know, it puts those guys in, in situations where they're going against traps and they're you know. They're getting put, you know, along the baseline where you got baseline, sideline, you know, extra defenders and things like that. So uh, uh, as a guy who coached a press a lot, it's almost like what we're playing is a press in half court, which you cover less ground that way. So I was like, how did I never, not ever think of this? But uh, I love watching it. I've learned a lot. And, you know, uh, just trying to, you know, for our team, just try to get a little better every day. Obviously, the real the real tests are coming. Always good to uh, get your first loss under the belt before you have to play Kentucky, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, like, I get so much junk from the whole – like, especially Coach Brooks on our staff who's been at Mississippi State, played at Mississippi State, has been there forever. Like, I get so much junk from the staff about Kentucky daily, and I tell them, like, hey, listen, I'm going to cheer for them – all the games but one. That's <laughs> right. Know, like, That's exactly and like, right. And, and when That's they come I mean. to Starkville, I want to. I want to beat them. <laughs> I want to beat them bad. Sorry, Kentucky fans. Sure. But. Sure. <laughs> Scott, man, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, you know, I, for those that don't know, you were in school a few years after I was, probably ten or so, eight, around ten the, years. Around, I think eight. Uh, eight. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you were but at, what, eighty-eight I, last year, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I got there in ninety-four. <laughs> so wow. Six. Six years. Okay. So, um, but for those that don't know, Kenny Walker and I were playing uh, in the NBA at the time. And so we spent every summer daily with those teams in the nineties at, at Kentucky. So Scott and I are very familiar with one another, played against one another uh, in the NBA as well. Um, so, I, but here's, here's what I want to get to Scott. I, my whole life, there's only one, I, I say this to people when I'm speaking all the time, you know, I, I never saw a Kentucky basketball great game growing up, not until I signed to go play there. I've never known in my whole life anyone, anyone that had season tickets to the Kentucky Wildcat basketball games that ended up going to Kentucky and playing. But Scott Paget did, <laughs> right? Didn't you guys have? Well, I, I didn't have season had, tickets. We got to go to a couple times. Okay. I remember – the the one of the best games I ever went to was you guys played in the you had the UKIT the Christmas tournament <laughs> yeah you guys played uh what was the kid uh, you played UNC Charlotte Byron uh, Dinkins Byron Dinkins yes wow. and it was a battle <laughs> like, and it was it went, and it wasn't expected to be a battle so you know like I went to the game thinking y'all were gonna go blow them out or something so you you were actually in for a treat because you got to see a really good game that's uh, right. But no, I was I was a huge huge fanboy of yours growing up. Like I, I remember, I went to a McDonald's the Der Derby Classic, mm -hmm. and you know when you were at the dunk contest, everything got the got the <laughs> autograph on the program. Oh my and gosh! Then, and then you know how they used to have the, the cat's paws, that big thick yearbook. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember they used to have the open practice when you guys came to play at Freedom That's Hall. Right. And I remember I stood within three feet of you for the whole time. <laughs> And this is a God's honest truth. 
<laughs> I got every player on the team's autograph, but yours because I'm not joking. Little high school and college girls were like knocking me down to get direct. <laughs> I was like, you know, That's I was insane. like nine years old. And like, <laughs> and at about the time I'm about to hand you the thing, uh, I can't remember which assistant was, if it was if it was uh Lake Kelly or who it was, you know, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. But they were like, we gotta go. And I'm literally about <laughs> to hand the thing. <laughs> I was so heated. I thought about it. I'm not even joking. I thought about because I knew you had played pickup with this and everything. I thought about getting that book from my dad and like bringing it down. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to look like a loser. I'm playing. You got to do it. You got to do it. Send it to me, please. When you That's were, a- when you were standing that close to him, what would you have done if someone said, you know, in 30 years, you, he's going to have you on his podcast. They say radio <laughs> show or TV show interviewing you about your life and, and your success in basketball. Um, you know what? I, I tell everybody, like, I would have never believed it, first of all. Like, I tell everybody, like, I, I got lucky and, and got to play basketball after Kentucky, but but going there, signing that piece of paper to go there, that was my dream. So, you know, like, uh, I, I would have never thought I could even get to that level, much less whatever, anything. The success while we were there and then being able to go on after it, like, uh, it was, you know, it was every kid in the state of Kentucky's, you know, minus Rex Chapman. <laughs> every kid in the state of Kentucky's dream, you know, go play for the Wildcats. You know, like I did all the stuff like when uh, Joby Hall and Denny Crum did a Converse shoe signing deal that they went around to different yeah. places. Uh, they were arm wrestling on the poster. Like I went, I got the autographs, you know, and and I got I literally went up wow. there and got Joby Halls and didn't get Denny's. You know, wow. <laughs> why? OK, why? Why that, though, for people that might not know, these, there was I, blue blood in these veins. But why you grew up in Louisville, you you're right there in Cardinal country and they won titles, too. Why? Why was that not even a thought for you? Um, well, my if you know my dad, anybody that knows mm-hmm. my dad knows that that wasn't ever. An option. <laughs> 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 I would have been disowned. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I, I had a big family that, that, you know, all of Kentucky. I mean, there was a couple people in the van, but most of the people love Kentucky. I grew up Kentucky. I had, I was that guy that, you know, probably liked to get in arguments and fights. So I had a lot of Louisville friends that I'd argue with about who was yeah. better and stuff. I mean, one of the things I was telling, I was like looking up the, you know, the stuff for the podcast and I saw the logo and I was like, that is the Kenny Payne dunk in the big brother, 85, little brother, 51 game. I was like, I knew that as soon as I saw it. I was like, I was like, this is awesome. I said, oh, you know, like I was, I was, I was the, the whatever you name the kid. I, I was in Louisville, but I was like the kid in Eastern Kentucky that, you know, right. grew up Richie Farmer fan, you know, whatever. Like that's who I was growing up. So it was, uh, it was just the exciting, most exciting time of my life, like to, to, to be able to be there for that, you know, five years that I was there. You just brought his name up. You're a fellow Kentuckian. Speak a little bit about how good Richie Farmer was. I mean, like Richie was a really good college player, but if you just saw him in high school, you you wouldn't even understood it. You wouldn't even understood it because like, I mean, he had, he had, you know, more hair than any grown man you knew, you know, full beard. And and then he had the, it was growing out the shirt and everything. And you're like, there's no way this guy's, you know, 17, 18 years old. But then, like, he had a knack for just, like, he got to his spots, you know. Like, I mean, he could shoot the three, but he got to those elbows yeah. and, 
and he was automatic and 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 people don't realize like for a smaller guy, he was actually pretty athletic. He jumped Good ball jump. for him. Could really jump. The biggest guy on the team half the time. You know, like he he was he was just that that old school hard work. You know, shot out on the tree, the backboard on the tree, yeah. probably guy. You know, and he was just the crazy was part about Richie. The crazy part to me about Richie was, um, he, well, he was small. He was small, but he he could really jump. And there were times you'd uh, you know maybe he'd be. 18, 16, 14 feet away, he might just jump up and shoot it left-handed and make it. I mean, he, he crazy, crazy talent. I remember Richie, the first time I met him, we played in the state tournament my junior year. We got beat my senior year in the first game, but we played and Richie was a freshman at Clay County. And, um, you know, they played until the final four, maybe, or, or so they call out the all tournament team. And I made the all tournament team and and I go down there and Richie had just gotten beat. I think he was still in his uniform maybe. And, uh, he walked out on the court and walked up to me and, and looked at me like, and I'm two years older, I guess, but he's got a full beard and a mustache, man. I'm not, I don't didn't shave till I got to Kentucky. And he just, <laughs> he looked at me and said, you're awesome. <laughs> 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 I remind him of it every time I see him. But gosh, what a what a good guy! And what a I went a great... to your game in high school. You went to Bullet East. Uh, that was yeah. like the closest that I had ever got, you know, to seeing you. And like I had a buddy who was from Mount Washington area, so like we we actually went to that game and and saw you. We, and... we put them we put them yeah. to sleep really quick. Yeah, they yeah, had a no, guy named Jason they... Falk. Jason Falk. He was like a white kid about my size, and uh, people were really talking him up, you know, around Louisville and everything. And I didn't know him at all, and I couldn't wait to play against him. Yeah, I couldn't. Those I people, couldn't. Those people talking him up, man. They set him up. They set him up. <laughs> they set him up. Uh, Scott, let's let's focus on you, man. Look, you I want to go up. back to Richie real fast. Those oh, go. Lake County teams were on. They were all short. Mm -hmm. They had that kid, Russ Chadwell. Yeah, good. Jump out of the gym. Jump the hell out of it. He was about six foot tall and just. 140 soaking wet and yeah. just cram it and they were so fun this is country team run around and, and and i remember like he had to work but i remember you know richie didn't learn how to work until rick really yeah. worked you know right. and nobody does really well it, or, I wanna ask <laughs> scott about that but it's Struggles are well documented at Kentucky at that point. But I remember reading like the cat's paws and it's like, well, what'd you do over there summer? And he was just like fish. <laughs> Good summer. <laughs> yeah. There was no grind. There was no, you know, I did a lot of fishing. That was yeah, it. That's played it. All nine plates since we lost. <laughs> what? Then he goes in, you know, and gives Alan Houston 52 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Just crazy. Right, I'll put Richie to bed now. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I want. I want to ask Scott. You. When did you? You played every sport growing up. Uh, when did you realize? And when did people around you realize that you were a pretty special athlete? And why did you stick with basketball and not the other sports? You know, it's crazy. My first, the one that I really, really loved growing up was baseball. You know, mm. and. Uh, my strike zone kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so 
and and I was the pitcher that they literally called me Wild Thing. I was the guy that everybody was scared to play against because nobody in the arena, you know, in the uh, in the building or on the field. I mean, nobody knew where that ball was going. So I had but it was going there fast. I, well, I had a really good fastball, and I had the I had the breaking ball where I'd throw it at you and it break across the plate. And so, but sometimes it didn't break across the plate and hit you back, you know, like, and I had the fastball that I'm going to throw it really hard. And if you're up against that plate, I, I, I'm going to test you. And sometimes I, I test a little too much and, and hit you, you know, like, I just hit you. So by the time, you know, you get to the second inning, I've probably walked two, struck out two and hit one. Nobody after that wanted to be in the box. So I was a much better pitcher if I could get out of the first, you know, couple innings without getting any runs because now I've scared everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Uh, I love playing baseball. I actually played on, you know, you know, travel baseball, all-star teams and stuff like that. Uh, And then I got to St. X and, and, and I was pretty good at football. I was a receiver and, you know, like, to be honest with you, if St. X wasn't, you know, old school like Auburn, three yards in a cloud of dust, if they were uh, more like teams play today where they threw the ball more, I probably would have played my whole time because I really wow. like football. I like catching the ball. Uh, there's something about, you know, being at the stadium and you get a touchdown and everybody yeah. cheering, you know, like I, I really liked it. But but we didn't really throw the ball that much. And, and to go through all the hard – we had really hard physical practices back then. Uh, to go through all that and not get the catches and stuff on game yeah. day, not get very many opportunities. I was like, nah, I'm just going to, you know, I might be out here and get hurt and I'm not going to get a touchdown, you know? Like, so, <laughs> Somebody would have slid you over to tight end eventually and you would have been a problem. Well, that's what they wanted to do. Um, I was really skinny and they wanted yeah, to put right. a bunch of, they wanted to put a bunch of weight on me and I was like, not doing that, you know, like, cause I was really good by then by, by my sophomore year, I was really good basketball player. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going up to whatever. I was 190 or something, you know, yeah. like I was yeah. 69, 190. Like I, I, if they would have said 210, I would have been like, all right, they wanted me to get 230, 240. And that's where I ended up getting, but you know, uh, I just wasn't feeling that, you know, blocking a whole bunch because that's because we were a running team. Like, mm-hmm. so if they wanted to move me a tight end, I was going to get two passes a game and block for 60 possessions, you know, yeah. whatever. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't mind as a, as a downfield receiver, like one of our running backs getting loose and a guy chasing him. I didn't mind laying a freaking hat on somebody and like trying to knock him out. But to, I didn't want to sit there and guard uh, block uh, defensive tackles all day. <laughs> that makes sense. Smart so, man. so Scott, you um, you finish up high school. Well, I, tell me this: the first time you remember Rick coming to watch Rick Patino coming to watch you play. Now, knowing you just told us, you know that's your dream to go to Kentucky. What game did do you remember him coming to see you play? Uh, came to see somebody else. Came to see. Oh the yeah, guy I was playing against. Love it. Came to see the guy I was playing against. You know what? Things worked out pretty good for both of us, I think. I mean, for, for me and Rick on that one, because that guy didn't end up doing much, and and, mm. and we ended up winning championships. You know, so fantastic. Like, uh, Drod Ward was the number one player in the country. He ended up at Michigan. Yeah, six nine, could shoot it. Uh, played a little bit like in high school. He ended up didn't get. They kind of held him back a little from what he was doing in high school uh, when he got to Michigan. But he played a little bit like a Durant type mm-hmm. uh, in, in high school, and. Uh, Coach P came. We were at the Nike All-American camp. It was up in Indianapolis. 
And uh, I'd ne- if he had been in anything before that, I hadn't seen him. You I'd didn't seen, know, yeah. I'd seen Billy before. I'd seen uh, Delray before, but I'd never seen uh, Coach Patino. And he was sitting front front row, dead center, couldn't miss him. I hit uh, I hit like six threes in the game. And this is how about you'll love this, Rick. So back then they could the rules aren't the, weren't the same back then. So back yep. then they could send you a note in the or call the room, you know. So I'm in the hotel and the phone rings. And uh, my roommate, he, he knew that I wanted to go to Kentucky and all this stuff, and he knew they hadn't really been recruiting me. And phone rings, and he goes, hey, man, it's Rick Pitino. And I'm looking oh, at him like, shit. yeah, whatever. And I take the phone, and it doesn't sound like him. Like, 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 you, like I've listened to the radio show and TV. It doesn't really sound like him. And I was like, man, it, uh, he talked for a second. I was like, man, this ain't funny. And I hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> He calls back. He was like, and then when he calls back, it sounds like him now. I was like, Coach, I'm so sorry. I thought somebody was playing a trick on me. You know, like, That's great. That's so, so good. I talked to him, and I, and literally, like, my recruitment was two weeks. Like, wow. Like, of him, once he called, it was two weeks. Uh, Billy Egg probably called me five, six times, but Rick called me then. Uh, and then I went to, they had the big Nike Invitational out in Vegas mm-hmm. with your AAU team. Yep. And I went to it and I made the all, uh, all tournament team. And we actually made it, our team made it to the final four. Uh, we beat Felipe and Steph, uh, Steph Marbury's team, the gal yep. shows. We beat them to go to the final four. Wow. And we lost to uh, BABC with Wayne Turner and Randall Jackson were on the team. They beat us. They ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, but when I got back from there, um, you know, my high school, St. X had a lot of ties to the university of Louisville and we were mm-hmm. real close and everything. And, um, coach calls me and he was like, coach, uh, Scott, you know, like, I don't want to waste your time or our time. So there's a lot of things going around that you, it might be done. You're going to Louisville. I said, coach, I have no idea where you heard that, but I'm not going to Louisville no matter what, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, like in my, yeah. you know, and I respect them. Like, like Scooter and uh, Larry Gay used to come to yeah. games all the time. And, you know, like I, I like I like those guys, but I just wasn't going to Louisville. Right. My biggest high school rival was Jason Osborne. He had just committed there. We played the same position. Like there was a lot of reasons, but uh, but, but he go, I said, so I stopped him right there. And I was like, coach, listen, if you all were to offer me a scholarship, I'm done. And he goes, well, we're definitely off you. I said, coach, I'm, I'm committed. <laughs> that was it. That's <laughs> Easiest fantastic. Easiest recruitment he ever had. Easiest That's amazing. That's that's a real one. That's a Kentucky boy right there. I love that. That's right. Uh, so fast forward a few months, though. So you're now you're done and uh, you drive up the road 65, 70 miles to Lexington. Um, how I, I've I say it all the time. I left home and and I was nervous and I didn't know, you know, my dad was telling me, hey, they don't they don't think you can play right now. They you know, they're, they're looking at you for what they think you might be able to do. I was perfectly humbled to go in there and, and earn everything. How did you feel when you left and how big of an adjustment was it? Well, first of all, it was huge because basically everybody, we had, we had about eight people at the two positions I could play and just about every one of them, I think played in the NBA. Eventually. That's right. You know, so go through that uh, list was, real quick, Scott, who is so that? Who are Mark those guys? Pope, Mark Pope. Uh, Walter McCarty, Antoine Walker, Roderick Rhodes. Uh, that was my first year. And then you come in, you got Ron Mercer and Derek Anderson come in because I was playing some three. And then yeah. eventually I played some five, and we had Jamal McGord and Isaac Muhammad 
uh, Mark Cole, Prickett, Prickett, Jared Prickett. Yeah, I mean, I mean we had, we everybody had could play. Yeah, everybody could play. And so uh, I learned really quickly where my pecking order was in that list, which was the bottom of the list. And and I didn't learn it really from playing. Like I felt like, to be honest with you, in, in my freshman year when I came in the summer, mm-hmm. like I wasn't just going and killing or nothing like that. But I was. I felt like I was holding my own. You did. Uh, but like. You know how you come in, you get summer jobs. I had the job where I was digging in the clay and putting irrigation yeah. in, and other guys were working in an office with air conditioning. And, <laughs> and, and like, I'm going and working this job eight hours, going straight to lift, then going to right. camp, playing in the camp as you know, because you can at have night playing. That's that right. Yeah. No, no, no. I was playing in the camp <laughs> and then playing pickup after the camp with the guys. So my day started at at 7 a.m. Oh and it finished God. with playing at about 11 p.m. And and the only other person that had that day like that was nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I was like, ooh, either they think I need a lot of work or they really think I'm broke and I need to I need this job or, or something's going on. So then get through summer and like my first meeting with Coach P where he calls you into the office and, mm-hmm. and like it's one of those, first of all, Coach P calls you in the office, you never want that call. Ever. That's right. There is never, ever going to be – he brings you in there and says, hey, you are awesome. You know, like, <laughs> you're coming in there. You're <laughs> so we're like a week into school, and I got to go tee. Tony Delk got to go tee. Roger, Roger Rhodes got to go tee. Walter McCarty got to go tee. Derek Anderson, who's sitting out, has got to go tee. So, like, Andre Riddick's got to go tee. So, you know, like – what I'm saying is like, there's a lot of dudes with goatees. I'm, I'm not the only yeah. one. Right. And he calls me and he's like, coach, I mean, coach goes, Scott, uh, I want you to shave that. And, and I don't know how we are right now, so I'm going to keep it clean, but I want you to save that stuff off your face. And I must've looked at him funny. And he goes, you're probably thinking right now, are you the only one that's got to shave? Because there's other guys on the team with goatee. And I'm going to tell you, you are the only one that has to shave. Because you need to get ready for the business world. They're all going to play professional basketball. It's my first week on campus. Now, knowing Coach like I know him now and, and, and knowing more about Coach than I knew then, you know, he's a psychology major. Yeah. So coach was that guy. He knew he knew which buttons to push on which people because I'm that guy. You tell me I can't do something, I'm going to be like, I'll show you, MF. You know, like uh-huh. – uh-huh. you know, like, and so, like, it was, it was for a, from the basketball standpoint, it was the right button to push in me. Every time you, like, you know, push me down a little, it's going to fuel me, you know, to, to go harder. So, um, you know, freshman year was, was, uh, it was rough because, you know, I, there's never been a team I was ever on going to like second grade where I wasn't forget, forget, uh, playing. Mm-hmm. I was probably the best player, you know, like, and so uh, I went from that to I played 51 minutes my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had a game my senior year where I scored more points than I did my freshman year. You mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. And it was rough. <laughs> and you know how it is. I mean, you've been down there like uh, I wasn't playing, but everybody was still pretty dang friendly to Scotty B. That's right. You know? That's right. Like, yeah. Uh, and I could, and I was, I was that guy. I was like, well, I'm going to have some fun somehow. And did you? Yeah. Well, every night of the week, I can tell you every night of the week where you want to, where go. you were. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, like, you know what, you know. but that's a, 
the thing you don't know is that that co- the coach did know he knew he knew you could play he needed to motivate you and so the the thing that you probably have put together <laughs> at this point was you named all those guys and you know Antoine's different he he's just different he's really really good but none of the rest of those guys were six nine and could shoot it like you could you could always shoot it and coach knew that and at that at in the nineties and the mid nineties, if you were that big, you guys had you and Walter and I mean, who could really shoot. So he was, I'm sure he was just trying to find, you know, the right buttons to push because he knew you could play. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you rewind to the end of my freshman year. I, I'm, I'm out of school now. Yeah. And I think the thing that, that probably saved my career at UK was, and this sounds crazy, but Jared Prickett's knee was hurt. And they were going on a trip to Italy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Coach, he's going to go over to Italy. He's going to press and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, back then, you couldn't take incoming freshmen and you couldn't bring the seniors who were leaving. So I was the ninth man to go on the trip that we, they could play, you know. Wow. And so he takes me and we go over there and I averaged like – eight and a half points, six rebounds, something like that. And I shot like 60% from three and from the European threes. And I wow. think my career would have ended had Jared Prickett not been hurt. And I think I would have been at Marshall with Billy. I really wow. Like, wow. Billy and those guys. Um, Did, before you I, left, before you left to go on that trip, any – any inclination to transferring between that time, the end of the year and the trip? No, I, I'll tell you, I got, Rex, I, I'm sorry. I got so many freaking <laughs> Please. stories because I went tell. through a lot of stuff. But, like, I never in my life thought about transferring until. So I'm sitting out after after we get back from Italy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to sit out. I, I, I'm not even going to – I can't even go to school. And my deal was he told me I had to – coach, you know, told my parents and everything – Scott's got to get a job. He's got to earn enough money or whatever to, to pay for the spring. If he pays for the spring, he gets a 3-0, I'll get him back on scholarship the next year. That was, that was my deal. So I'm sitting out. My cousin owns a lawn care company, and I had a, a, another place that I did, like, phone solicitation stuff. You know, what year, what year is this, Scott? What year? This is 95. This is the 95-96. Yeah. <laughs> the best just, season maybe ever. Fair because we didn't really touch on it. You were you were headed there. You you knew where you were going out every night. People loved you around town, but it you stopped doing the work that the you school needed. work. I wasn't going to class. I, okay. right. Because so so what happens? I was this. I was upset or whatever, depressed, whatever you want to call it, about not playing. Yeah. And so I was trying to have some fun. And and when you stay out till four in the morning, it's hard to make the eight a.m. class. Yeah, uh, it really is. You know, my dad did the same thing, Scott. He went to Kentucky, and he they couldn't play as freshmen. And apparently, he never left Owensboro, and that's what he did. And then he transferred out and went back to Western at the end yeah. of the year. So I I get it completely here. So uh, I'm working this job, these two jobs. I go to work at 6 a.m., work for my cousin. I get off at 4. The place that I go to work at that has the phone, you know, has all the phone booths, they have a shower there. So I'm working outside. I would take clothes. I would go to like McDonald's or Taco Bell, pick something up in line, go scarf it down on the way, go to the place, shower. And then at at five o'clock I was on and I'm calling you at dinner asking you to buy stuff and you're cussing me out, you know, you know, like, like, uh, but I did that. And my whole plan was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to pay for it. 
during this time from August till December 31st, you know, new, whatever, New Year's, I don't get one call from anybody on the staff. And I know they got stuff going on, but I would have yeah. thought, you know, somebody's going to reach out, whatever. So my AAU coach was really tight with Coach Crum in the University of Louisville. Mm. And no, 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 like not a lot of people know this, but they I do go now. Down and I, I go down and he can't talk to Denny Crum can't talk to me. Right. Because I'm, I'm not released. But if I'm enrolled in the University of Louisville, he can talk to me. I go down and enroll in class. Coach wow. Bennett had a relative that worked in the registrar's office. He got a call saying that I had registered for class. I bet I Coach Bennett night. did have a I bet he did have a friend in the registrar's yeah. office, my roommate Winston Bennett. <laughs> so uh that night I get a call from Coach Bennett. He's like, Scott, what's what's this about? You're supposed to be back here on January eighth. I was like, Coach, I hadn't heard anything from any of y'all. I just thought y'all were y'all were done with me, you know. And at <laughs> wow. this point, the this phone goes on speaker and Coach Patino goes, Scott, we had a deal. You know the rule, you know what it was. Go down there tomorrow. Take, get, 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 withdraw from all your classes. Get down here. Wow. In class. You've got practice. On, <laughs> you've got practice on the next day. And what I did? What I do? I went down there. Exactly that. Class, went down, enrolled in class. And now, mind you, I told you I just worked from 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. every day. When was I working out? I, I hadn't touched the basketball since, since Italy. Thank goodness you were young. I put on 20 pounds and I go to practice and coach P's got me out there freaking pressing. I literally almost died. I bet you did. Like I almost died, but like it was crazy. Putting on the 20 pounds was like maybe the best thing that ever happened for me because now I'm, I ain't got into my head that I'm even thinking about small forward anymore. I am a stretch for, I I'm going to, you know, be able to post up, play inside out, all that stuff. And, 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 Sean Brown did a great job of turning what that slob was that I, when I got there, turning it into muscle and getting me right for the next year. But like, think uh, about that though, Scott, 20, that's 25 years ago, Josh, and, uh, or 26, 27 years ago. And he enrolled in another school being at UK and nobody in the media heard about it. If you do that today, somebody in the registrar's office is on Twitter in two minutes. And you, before you're out of there, everyone knows you've enrolled. I in wasn't even registered for a full 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That call on that day at that time. And or if that doesn't happen right then, we don't win 98. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We don't have I, I don't game. know whatever even happens to me if you know, like you know, like I'm at the University of Louisville now. You know? Yeah, like, it's, it's a different life. You know, like it's well, sure. <laughs> would you, uh, Scott? Would you call, uh, you know, that '98 season of yours a, a season of redemption? You know, for yourself after missing the one in '96. Well, you know what? I grew up. I, well, I grew up. You know, obviously, big time Kentucky fan, and I, I'll be honest with you. Like your '88 team. I thought that was a team to come. I did too. I did too. Like, like, you know, like, uh, but I watched for a long time and, 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 you know, we won it when I was two years old and 78, but like we had some really, really good teams along that way that didn't. Yeah. So we went at 96 and I'm not there. Uh, you, you you don't expect to go to three in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like those were, 
you know, those are hard to get to. And people don't understand. And I, I, I take that to all fans today. Like, y'all don't understand how hard it is and how, how much luck, luck of the draw, all that stuff goes into it. But, you know, 97, we come back and we win it. I mean, and we go to the championship and we lose it. And I'm sitting here going, we, we're losing. Mm-hmm. We're losing Anthony Epps, our leader. We're losing Ron Mercer and Derek Anderson and Jared Prickett, who's been through the battles and the wars. Like, there's no – I mean, I thought we were good, but there was no way I thought we're going back and winning it next year. And then coach leaves, you know, and it's a whole yeah. new thing because nobody's coming in. So, like, I, I, I said it, like, you know, Cameron had his, uh, you know, documentary he did on our 98 team. And I said it then. I said, you know – I think the best thing about our 98 team was that all those guys left and they counted us out at the beginning of the year because we all were like, yeah, we're, we're them dudes that are just left around. We were the pieces around all them dudes, but we were all pretty dang good. You know, (laughs) like, like we ain't got that dude anymore, but there's a whole lot of like, like I told everybody, I said, our eighth man scored 31 points in a game that year, which was Cameron Mills. And that was the highest output of anybody on the team. He's our eighth man. You know, like that's crazy. You know, like it's, it's people discount though what it's like. You know, it, what it's like playing with and against first round NBA picks for four or five years, right? You, people are like, well, you can't. Hell, he's not even starting. Well, yeah, because he's got the third pick in the draft and the fifth player in the draft playing ahead of him. And you get, when you start, not only do you get beat up, you gain confidence because you bust them in practice sometimes too, you know? So it, it's a, I'm, I was just so thrilled for you. And, you know, where does that, where does your game winner in the elite eight rank among best moments? Ever? I mean, it's, it's the second best moment because of how I grew up, you know, like I grew up Kentucky fan. So getting up on that ladder and cutting the net is number yeah. one. Number two is that shot. Um, you know, like I, I was lucky enough. I hit a game winner in the garden when I was in the league. It was the ugliest shot ever. You're not expecting. <laughs> I got Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming, and somehow the ball's in my hand. Uh, and and I Amazing. tell everybody like it's the garden. It's cool, but it don't touch. You know, being able to you know hit a shot versus the team you hate. Yeah. You know, like I grew up. I was a I was a hate Leitner guy. If I you know yeah. like you know I, I'd buy a shirt. Still hate him, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, like, like to beat them and for it to help us go to the final four where we eventually win it, I mean, it don't get no bigger than that. And, you know, like, hey, 90% of the people who come up to me bring up that shot. Yeah. You know, fans and stuff, like they bring up that shot. But you know what, Scott, and I, I say this uh, regularly, uh, we've had Shep on and we've had Rick on and and I, I came up – in a you know a few years before you until we hadn't won a title you know the last team to win a title I was there in 86 we hadn't won a title since 78 mm-hmm. but I can't you know there'd been Sam had been through the program and Melvin and Kenny Walker and a lot of really great players um I came after them until you guys we didn't win and I remember you remember going into Rafferty's, you know, Rafferty's out there. On, <laughs> yes, on, I was there yes, after every game. Me too. So, <laughs> so Rafferty's back there, right by the restrooms, there's a picture of the 78 team. It's, you know, it's got them all up there. You can't miss it. You walk past there. And I have, pardon me, still, every time I see those posters, I just like, damn, I'm jealous. 
damn, I'm envious because the Kenny, myself, Sam, Melvin, all the, we came through there to do what you guys did and to do the only thing that Kentucky fans really remember and is, <laughs> were you on a title team? And for many of us, we weren't, and you guys brought that shit back, and I can't thank you enough, man. Really, Amen, Amen. Preach, Rex. Preach, Rex. <laughs> well, you know, and it, I will say, like, we we actually, you know, like our to makeup of our team was from all over the place, but mm -hmm. like Shep grew up a Kentucky fan. Cam and I, obviously, you know, Cam obviously his dad, you know, yeah, Alex, I was big time. I do think, you know, Anthony Epps, you know, like, I think those guys, I think we all, the other guys fed off of how much, like when you're playing Louisville, how much it means. And you and, guys were kind of like, you guys were kind of like the unforgettables on steroids, right? <laughs> you know, right? Crazy I mean, is? yeah, yeah. But I but, mean, they know, were like, hometown guys. Me, that, they're still here, you know, like. Like, yeah, because you're younger. You, know, you, you were young. On, you know, like to me, like I still see Sean, you know, Sean, I see Sean out recruiting and I still think of Sean and I'm going, he was two seconds from having the greatest <laughs> shot. In the tournament. No, I, and it was I know they definitely built that ramp for you all to to go up yeah. and win it. That's that's why they were so special. Everybody. But then for you guys to go do that 98 with a bunch of, you know, some Kentucky kids hitting huge shots. It was so special for for everyone to go there three years in a row. I mean, unbelievable. I, I tell everybody, like, there's – to me, the reason why 96, 97, 98 came about was because of two entities, the Unforgettables and Jamal Mashburn. Mm, like, right, yeah. yeah. You know I mean? No, because yeah. Jamal Mashburn made it cool for the Tony Delks, the Walter you know, all Americans, the Rod Rhodes, mm -hmm. he made it cool for them to come. Mm -hmm. You know, like like – I was always going to come. Right. Oh, yeah. He made it cool for the All-Americans to come back after, yeah. after you know, right. being on probation and stuff. How'd they Dude, get on probation? Uh, oh, yeah. Shit. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Scott, I just have to tell you this quick story, this anecdote, because it was one of the greatest moments of my life, because one of the worst moments of my life was the shot, Leitner's shot. You know, I cried. I was a grown man. And, cried. and so when – we had gone, me and about 17 friends had gone to the Bahamas for Griggs Powell, Rex <laughs> knows him, Griggs Powell, yeah. um, his uh, um, fashion party. And we, in that, in our little lodge or hotel, there was too many to be in one room to watch the game, but we also didn't all want to be one room. There were some of us that were all like, we're, we're definitely losing. That's how they deal with it. And some of them are like, there's no way we lose. And we couldn't intermingle. <laughs> Because we were saying we're definitely going to lose because if we say we're going to win, we're definitely going to lose. And they're like, no. you know. So <laughs> we were – and then we got down and we were down 17. And, and like, I can remember walking over to the, their room and being like, you know, you guys ruined it for us. And back and forth, they're like, shut up. And we were just so down. And then it started happening. You had no idea we had them right where we wanted them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then when – Cameron hit that shot and you hit that shot and exercised at that moment, all those Leitner demons for so many people in Kentucky, because it was Duke yeah. and they had, it was over. I got goosebumps. You guys just wouldn't quit. And as soon as it was over, both 
rooms funneled out and met and turned a corner in a hallway and there was like 10 on one side 10, and we we're all like yeah and hugged and fell to the ground and people were like shut up and we we're like yeah and we had one of the greatest nights of our life thank you thank you thank you you know what's crazy is you know everybody crazy. always asks me like i i you know back then you know back then and even still now, but, but more back then it became big with UNLV, but like guys were dunking and ah, yelling and stuff. When I hit the shot, I turned and I was like, ah. yeah. and people always ask me like what I was thinking. And I'm not joking when I say this and this is how messed up I am. What I was, I was totally in your face, Leitner. Like, that's what I was like, you know, like <laughs> six, six years, it took six years of my life, but I finally got something, this junk off my chest. Like, and, and obviously he had nothing to do with it, but like, that's the inner control. That's how you felt. Me. Like I was like in your face, Leitner, you know, oh. like, and I knew like, God, I knew that's beautiful. when it left my hands, I knew we were going to win the game. Cause I knew it was good. And I knew once we got the lead, they can't come back from this, you know, like, uh, no timeouts. Scott, Scott, tell, 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 tell everybody right now what that's like. You said, I caught it. I knew it was going in. Think about that. You know, you're, you know it. You know it. Just get me the ball. They talk about being being that, you know, having that mindset. You obviously, not, you know, you're not nervous in that moment. You've done it a million times before in the backyard on the talk about that for a second. And I want to know, too. I want to know when the, you see it, the balls it, come into you at that moment, you know, we just won. Or are you like, you know, at your feet? gets where's your muscle memory i knew it was coming i didn't know at what point it was coming but i knew it was coming because wayne turner was smoking wojakowski yeah and he was getting in the paint he was getting in the paint and and people forget like like you know whatever people have revisionist history about things but tubby coached that game phenomenally they had no timeouts we didn't give him a timeout at any point to let them you know regroup or anything like that but also I was playing the five at the end of the game. Nobody yeah. remembers that. So Elton Brand, who's never out on the floor, right? Small ball. Yeah. Elton Brand's never out on the floor. He's used to being down there banging with Nazi and Jamal. He's guarding me now. And I knew it was coming because we had been running pick and roll and pick and roll. And he had been staying home. But Wayne had been killing him. And I was like, it's one of these times. Yeah. They're going to help on Wayne. And it's going. I'm going to make them pay. And I remember <laughs> – Wayne got down. He got inside the left elbow. Elton came down there to help. And as soon as the ball left his hands, I was like, that's your ass, Mr. Postman. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> and, and we had this thing. We had this thing on our team. We used to, like, when we would shoot and we knew it was good, like, we would yell, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to the video – can you hear it? You can hear our one of our managers. His name was Mike Howard. When I shoot the ball, he's yelling, ice cream. <laughs> and I don't know ever. how you hear it because it's freaking 45,000 <laughs> people going nuts. But that right, split right second. As is being, right as the ball is like right here, he's yelling ice cream before I let it go. That split second where there's doubt, where everybody <laughs> was quiet, but he didn't have the doubt. Yeah. And and then we all exploded. Exploded, that feel, especially for a Kentucky kid. Who oh. every people talk about. Oh yeah, I'm on the side. Three, two, one. I'm making for the Kentucky for uh, the champion to beat Duke. At the last, 
I mean, you lived. I grew up. I grew up. My house I had growing up, we had a 30 foot wide stretch of concrete. And uh, we had a three car garage behind it. My dad put a goal on this side, you know, on this side and a goal on that side. So like I shot on this end, I would go get the rebound, turn around, shoot on the other. And it was, it was my version of having a gun. It was my version of having a gun. Yep. Yep. And I shot that shot. I can say it. Not, not anything. I shot that shot as Rex Chapman. I shot that shot as Ed (laughs) Davinder. I shot that shot as James Blackman. I shot that shot as Kenny Walker, you know, like, and that was like, my first time I getting to shoot that shot is Scott Padgett, you know? Wow. <laughs> yes. Amazing. That's fantastic. You know, but, but then, then how do you guys after that, we wouldn't possibly really be talking about that shot right now. Had you not handled your business afterwards, how do you go from that kind of up and you've, you've exercised the demons of Leitner, all that stuff, and then get ready to go play. One thing that was good for us is that we had a history of a team of because of the way we played with pressing and the three ball and and and, and runs. Uh, we had a history of we had games where we had been down and things like that, and we came back and won games. Uh, I think that game probably solidified it for the next two. You know, because yeah. being down seventeen to Duke, we end up being down ten to both of those teams. Mm-hmm. But we had had a game versus Vanderbilt in '97 where we were down twenty-two and we won the game by like ten. You know, obviously they had the game in LSU that was before I got there. But the the thirty-one point comeback when you know at LSU, uh, we had been down. You know, uh, Arkansas my freshman year in the SEC tournament down seven and came back and put it to overtime win. You know, so we had been in those situations. But, like, for that team, we knew we could do it, but that just solidified it. And we also believed this. Like, we felt like Stanford was really good. Utah was really good. We also believed that Duke was better than both of them. Mm. I tell everybody, and then talking about the luck, I tell everybody, there was three teams I didn't want to see that year. Arizona had beat us in the tournament the year before and beat us in Maui. They, yeah. they matched those three guards. It was a tough matchup for us. We didn't want to see it. Like we we we'd have played them, and I, I'm not saying we'd have lost, but that, right. that was a tough matchup. Right. North Carolina with with Anton Jameson and Vince Carter, Ed Cota, like that was decent, really, really, decent. really, really good team. <laughs> and then Kansas, Rafe LaFrance, Paul Pierce, you know that group. Like, but you know what? We sat there and we knew we were going to be when we when we won the SEC tournament. We knew we were going to be the top number two, and so we sat there knowing. We're playing Duke. That's the one we ain't got to worry about. You yeah. know what happened? We played Duke, and all them other ones got beat before we ever got to them. Wow. And that's the luck of the draw. Because, yeah. because the reality was Stanford and, – and they were – that was the toughest, most grueling game we had all year. But they weren't as deep as us. So yeah. we weren't worried about – Utah, I tell everybody – and Jeff Shepard, um, you know, he'll tell you the same story. We're down 10 at halftime, and we're, like, sprinting into the locker room. And we're looking over, and Doliak is walking, yeah. and like it's crazy. It's the craziest thing because nobody believes it unless you you were one of the guys in there. When we tell you this, we went in there, and like we come in, and Tully doesn't even have to say nothing. We got them where we want them. They're dead. Let's come out there and put you know let's let's put them down. And like Jeff Shepard's like you know, and Jeff's not the most yeah. animated guy. So when he's saying it, like it just means everything, you know. And it's like we went back out there, and it was like it was a slow walk to get to Tide. But once we got tied, it was like, see ya. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> I love it so much. That's so interesting oh. that you say that too, because I, I like Cal has had the best team several times and, and he won it once, you know, if you played uh, best out of five in the tournament, he'd have three, you know, yeah. Kentucky. for sure the 38 and one team for sure i think if yeah. they played anybody in, in a series they they win mm-hmm. i think Agreed. the wall bledsoe team would have done it if it, if it was. Uh, that one hurts i was on the which, staff which scott was on the staff yeah, that really hurt so i think there was some, you know but by no means any disrespect that i felt like that year was the year i kind of call it you sneak one you're not maybe the best team yeah Things go, you got to show up. You got to do it. But the but like you said, the dominoes begin to fall, which rarely. I think Kansas this year was that yeah. way. I yes. think they're you know top, maybe not top five team in the country all year. What a great year for anyone! They, but they got blown out by Kentucky last year and South yeah. Carolina <laughs> at, at, you know. at Kansas. Yeah, yeah. So do you? The way you said that, I was always wondering if you thought, you know, there were other teams more talented for sure and you ended up outlasting everyone being the best team but how I've you feel always, about it? I, i've all i mean i've always felt like 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 the tournament it's about the the game in front of you like the game at hand that you have and everybody else the bracket is for fans you know it really is like you know pick it out and all that stuff and everything but as a player um you're looking at the game at hand and Hey, let's face it. If I don't have to play, you know, whoever, if you, if you're playing the UNLV 1991 team and, and, and they get knocked out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's, it's, it's one of those things like everybody's like, well, y'all may be one of the, 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 the I don't want to say the worst cause that's not the word, but like you're, you're the, the most, uh, you know, over overrated. Yeah. All that stuff. I don't care. I go put on what I call the blue lantern. Uh, you know, I got, I got that championship <laughs> ring and that's all that fucking matters. You know? That's right. That's and, right. Hey, you know what? In 1998, we were one. That's right. <laughs> like, Damn right. Compared hey, to Scott, the other year, we might not be. That's right. Um, uh, before we, I know we're going to have to let you go here. Uh, you've got stuff to do, but how proud of you are, are you of your son, Lucas, another pageant at the university yeah. of Kentucky you football. I, what I love about it is he, he went and kind of made his own path, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and, and that's not like my, my oldest son plays basketball. He's at Manhattan college and, uh, he's doing, he's having a you know, good year. He's playing well up there, but like, uh, I feel like he, you know, like, like my son had to live with me, but he had to live up to me and his brother, you know? And yeah. so like, he went and found his own niche and it's crazy because I remember him playing when we were in New York and I was with, with Manhattan my first time around as a third grader, we got him to play football and he literally wanted to quit and never play again, you know, like, yeah, uh, because there they did all the teams were on a weight limit. It didn't matter age. So he was a third grader playing with fifth graders. Oh my God. Because he was that's, a bigger that's, kid. That's demoralizing. And, and like, and like he was just miserable. And I said, when we moved to Alabama, I said, Let's try a different down here. It's you know it's the South. It's a little different. Whatever. Blah blah blah. They're and probably not as good in football down here in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. The state of Alabama. No, they, do they know anything no, about football? No, nothing. Nothing. What's that guy's name? Oh, same. Yeah. 
but no, like he, he, he went down there and, and kind of, you know, on his own thing and, and, you know, kind of just worked hard and figured it out. And now, I mean, he loves it. Like That's he amazing. loves being part of the team. He loves like, like, you know, the, just the, the team, he loves the coaching staff. He, he, there's nothing about his experience that he doesn't love. And as a, as a dad, like, you know, when they leave the nest, man, you're like, so That's right. about him and everything. And, and, uh, for him to be able to go out there and just love what he's doing and love his life and, you know, kind of got stuff just figured out, man. It's, it's kind of awesome. It. I love it. How uh, I, I had right. a buddy, a buddy that lives in Alabama and uh, he had lived in Lexington before and he grew up with all us crazy Kentucky fans. He was down there watching a high school game a few years ago. He said this really nice looking athlete, white boy went up and boom. And he said, basket by Paget. And he was like, I know who his daddy is. <laughs> I know who that he is. No, he and, and he got his mom's hops. Another, <laughs> she went to UK, a volleyball player. So yeah, he, yeah, yeah for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, we got another one. My daughter's a junior in high school, so hopefully, we got another college athlete, volleyball player, in her. So amazing, <laughs> amazing. Let me ask you real quick, because I know Rex is going to um, wrap this up, but I know you've seen the cats play this year a little bit. Just I know you're busy. And uh, they've struggled a little bit. Everyone knows they've got a lot of the pieces. Um, but if you had to do it, not giving anything away, sort of a prelim scout. You're not going to get shit with this answer. He's coaching against them. Sort of a prelim scout. If you had to scout the team. And I'll just say this. I'm probably not going to scout it too much, but I'll just say this. Cal, you know, Cal's been there for a while now. And if you ask me, I think the his first year and the 38-1 team are really the only teams he had that from the, the opening game were ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of his teams have, you know, the, his final four teams have all gotten better over the course of the year. Uh, you know, I, I know nobody wants to hear that, you know, you know, like, right. oh, they're going to get better. But, you know, I look at it. I don't know how upset they would be if the COVID year hadn't, you know, where they canceled the tournament. That team was pretty real yeah. and was clicking on all cylinders at the time. They were pretty good. They might not have the same, but it's been three years of no real NCAA tournament success. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand it. I was a Kentucky fan growing up. I, I'm still, you know, I still believe, yeah. blue, you know, except for one day a year. And, uh, you know, I, I think, They've got talented pieces, and 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 he's saying it. It sounds like coach speak and all that stuff, but like, I think he'll figure things out, and you'll see the team get better. Does that mean it's going to be a national championship team? I, I don't know about that, but they're, they're they're they got talent, and it takes time because you know how it is. Like he's got a whole new team just about every year. You know, like you know, you got you brought some big pieces back this year, but you still added a lot of new faces. People got to remember that team that. Uh, a team that didn't get to do anything had PJ Washington, Tyler Hero on it. And uh, who, who am I missing? Uh, Keldon Johnson. Um, those guys, those are, didn't they? Was it Nick Richards was on that team. I know. Well, remember that team though, that specific team ended up being really good, really good. And we thought we had a chance to win at the end of the year. That team got beat by Evansville at the beginning of the season by Evansville. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, we do get better. Uh, Scott, what's your, uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Ooh. I'm, I'm a guy is, it depends on the mood kind of thing, but I, okay. I, I really, I'm really a big fan of Godfather. 
Uh, yeah, Godfather okay. Two would be my favorite out of the. the out of, there isn't uh-huh. a third one. There's really only two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask John Rothstein. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, I've got some weird ones that like, if I'm just in a mood and I have to see something funny, like young Jamie Foxx, Great White Hype with Samuel. Oh Jackson. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's goofball funny, you know. Like, uh, I got some weird ones. I mean, I, I've. I've spent the last whatever, you know, 20, 21 years now with kids. So most of the movies I watch in the last 20 That's years right. are, are Disney Marvel, you know, Star Wars. So like, you know, I'm, I, I'm that guy. Like, I don't, I don't, if they want to pick those movies, I'm like, let's go, you know, let's like, go. Yeah. Watch so what I, you actually, watch. I went and saw the, uh, what is it? Avatar two with them yesterday. So, you know, oh, like, fantastic. It wasn't what'd good. Think? What'd you think? I thought was it was it good? pretty good. Like uh, the good. only thing, and I told my kids this too. I was like, "If you could shave off five here, five there, because it's a really long movie. It's three hours. Yeah, it is like long. You know, like if you yeah. got it in in about two fifty, it would probably be phenomenal. All right. <laughs> yeah, good to yeah. know. Good to know. Okay, Scott, front row center. You could be to watch any athlete, any performer, any uh, musician, any speaker, uh, dead or alive. Who do you pick? Oh, that's tough because you said dead or alive. Man, I, I got to stick with my roots, Muhammad Ali, and his. Prime. Yeah, well done, well you know, done. Like the number two would be Jordan in his prime, but but Ali, uh, go see Muhammad Ali boxing in his prime would be. Yeah, fantastic. I met him in a hospital when I was seven years old. He doing magic. He was doing magic tricks for me, like it was crazy. I didn't know who he was. Amazing. You know, like, doing Our magic. He came and watched Rex play. Remember that. He came no, that, my freshman year too. He, he was at the, the he, he was at our Louisville he was at our Louisville eighty five fifty one game. Yeah, he got a good game. <laughs> I saw him in LAX once. Big brother, and no yeah. one was around him, and I couldn't help it. I was like, I, I, I know I don't want to buy. I never do that, but I was like, I, I have to. And uh, he had his photographer friend that was always with him. And this mm-hmm. was deep into the Parkinson's, and he was so and his friend was like no no talk to him that's that's what he's here for like and he didn't mean the airport he meant life that's what he is and i just said may i get a picture of so and uh um guy turned around with a camera and i i go oh and and he looked at me he had the parkinson's and he looked at me and he just goes he's crazy i'll say this in 95 I got to sit by him for a while because, you know, I didn't get off the bench. We played Syracuse. He sat over on our bench for a while. So I was over there by him most of the day. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, it's so awesome. All right, Scott, we're going to let you get out of here. Tell Coach Jans we're going to be calling. Tell him don't avoid us. All right. You guys keep tearing it up. Can't thank you enough, Scott Padgett. Come back and do it again. All right, buddy. Problem. Take care. Scott Padgett, Kentucky homeboy. That was fun. That was a ball for me. I mean, just hearing it's like if if I just living through him as a yeah. as a kid, you know, and they beats Duke. He what makes the shot about? and and thinks about Christian Leitner immediately. Oh, How great is that? The best. That's there's that's awesome. Right. That's right. Fantastic. God. Oh my God. What a great so guy. much fun. Yeah, so much well, fun. And it was fun watching. It was fun watching all those guys come through there. Cause uh, you know, like I said, Kenny and I were playing in the summer with those guys. We basically lived with them over there at UK and 
if they were swimming, we were swimming. If they were going to the track, we were going to the track. If they were playing, we were playing. And we'd get to beat up on them. You know, they were young guys. We were already playing in the pros. But what was so fun was watching guys like MASH show up and you beat his ass for six months or whatever. And you come back the next year and he's kicking your ass or Antoine, you know, those guys that come in and they don't know anything. And they're so good and so raw that you see them six months, eight months later and their bodies are different. And uh, it's just, it's just amazing. But Scott said it, you know, he and Jared Prickett and several others. I don't think there's anybody that goes to college. Most everybody that goes off, even the high, highly recruited ones that go to Kentucky, where you don't have that little bit of doubt in your fresh before your freshman year starts. The classes are harder. The schedule's tougher. The practices are harder. The weight room sucks. The conditioning sucks. Things are a lot easier at home. And uh, Scott laid it out pretty well. Um, you know, and it, it was a different era where you couldn't leave and transfer and go somewhere else. How about him? Enrolling at, at Louisville. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, Unreal. it was a time you wonder now because there is no way, 0% chance, well, maybe because he's a Kentucky kid, but yeah. a guy like Scott Padgett stays at Kentucky. Right. After, you know, four yeah. years playing behind those guys. He signs, he's like, I'm in Kentucky. And then he sees he's got like eight guys in front of him at his position. Yeah. And it, he could just leave the next year and go someplace and, and play immediately and get big time minutes. And he had a hard time um, academically because he, you know, partying. Yeah. So much fun. And he fought the character to fight through that without them. You think they're like, okay, take this job and you do this and you got to yep. take these classes and we're on you just to get you back. And he had to do it all on his own. I had no idea the, the wherewithal, and to to be able to accept, you know, I, I effed up and I've got to do this and I made a deal and he did it. That and like you said, uh, or like he said, Josh, you know, I don't know what he was trying to do. He was trying to motivate me part of it. And he did it with Richie, too. He did it with a lot of guys that struggle. He, he it's almost like he pushes you to the point to see, do you really want to stay? I'm going to make it miserable for you. And if you withstand it. That's fantastic. If you don't and you go home, then you don't. And I get someone else in here who, you know, is willing to do that. <laughs> and we've had examples, you know, from uh, Shepard and Mashburn. Nazi about- Muhammad and everybody. Yeah. yeah. But when the, them being on the show talking about oh, yeah. Nazi and Richie, how he pushed them so much physically mm-hmm. that they wanted to, you know, they weren't. But he really pushed Scott. He pushed his mental buttons no right away, like shave your goatee because you're not yeah. playing the next level, yeah. and they are. And then, you, all right, here's the deal. You have to go out and get a 3-0, and you have to do this and, and pay for your some pay for your semester. Yeah. You, I mean, that's real-world lessons. No question. And he didn't when he was talking about, and everybody else had these cush jobs, and I was out. <laughs> and I was like, Rick Patino did that no question he did it no question let's get him a real job Uh uh-huh that was rick yeah i'll I'll say the name i'll tell this real quick while we're talking about it but i told you this not long ago he had an assistant coach that got a dui one time and uh first year second year assistant coach at louisville and uh got a dui it's pretty well publicized and um 
uh, Rick made that assistant get up at four in the morning, come get on the uh, treadmill, run six miles every single day, rain or shine, had someone come pick him up because he couldn't drive six miles rain or shine and that was at the time when rick was still playing like three on three every morning so that coach would run six miles and then play three on three and then coach and he did it for like six months that coach is now somewhere coaching at a big time school uh it's and he weighed stuff. about 60 pounds less than he would have that's right that's right. Yeah, that's right uh anyway that was fun you want to do it again next week josh really would rex let's do that was episode 71 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lextown, Josh Hopkins. We'll be back here next week, same time, powered by basketballnews.com.